This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog, and with me today are Roberto Irijita, Justin Fox, David Doherty, and Elijah Beam, I guess? (laughs) Sometimes I don't know what his last name is. Now, if you're wondering why nobody else is talking, it's because we didn't record an intro, and therefore I have to record this intro after the fact. So if you want to hear us ramble on about Konami, Kojima... The cancellation of Silent Hills, among other strange topics. Feel free to listen, and I hope you enjoy. Let, oh no, 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 no! It's like nine. Like, there's nine cons. I mean, like nine Nintendo consoles I've lived through. Oh it's really God. depressing. I had the Nintendo SNES. SNES. Pronounce yes. it. The SNES. You can say I, I have I have been through all Nintendo consoles except the Virtual Boy and the N sixty four. I don't like too much. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> Sorry. PlayStation was bad. Well, was bad system. Just in general, games. computers have advanced extremely fast. I'm surprised we aren't starting to reach our cap. We will. I mean, start. I'd be surprised if we aren't starting to reach our cap. No, think about it. Like you know, your cell phones are like more advanced than a rocket ship launched back in the nineties. That's because a rocket ship didn't require nearly as many calculations. Yeah, well, which yeah, which is kind of sad when you think about yeah, it. it a rocket ship fuel. is easier to run than Crisis. Yeah, that, that's kind of re- that is really it's like, it's sad. Like, that's it. This NASA technology, like you know, nothing. <laughs> witness, we the, have now. witness the height of our civilization. Computer programmers. Crisis I am computer. the new NASA. <laughs> Crisis runs on my computer. This is the height of human civilization. <laughs> Holy cow. Do, would that make all programmers rocket scientists? In manner of speaking? Yeah. In, in capacity. What, what if we like, all end up having like cybernetic attachments like in the future? Which is very topical because right now I'm doing my review run through Tuesday's Human Revolution since we're doing the podcast tonight. <laughs> oh man, get enhanced, get uh, get augmented. <laughs> I think the I'm best representation of a of a of a uh, future like that is actually the Ghost in the Shell, the standalone series, and the, uh, the 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 anime series they had on like a few years back. Like that that was convincing enough to where I'm kind of like okay. This will likely be what it looks like if if Jesus tarries. <laughs> so so like I'm convinced of that. Like I'm like wow, this is really really detailed. So yeah, they'll they'll, they'll be that. They'll be that. I want it to be more like Anarchy Reigns, where just everybody's rapping and punching people in the face. <laughs> Rampage um, mode. Yeah, the only problem with that is the keyword anarchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. But it's but it's a cool kind of anarchy because everybody has cool designs. Yeah, and superpowers. <laughs> yeah, and rap music. Yeah, and, and super awesome rap music. Yeah, which well, is about and Steve Blue. Blue. About which is all about beating up people yeah, and getting and money. Your face in I love that soundtrack. <laughs> it's the best. I, I listen to that. I listen to that to Jim all the time. It's like I gotta kill them all. Kill them all. It's too bad the game itself is like okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I wish the online works because I really enjoy the game quite a bit. But <clears throat> it's like super unbalanced. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, some characters are really good, like Phelan and her stripper pole. Yeah, and Black Baron has a one-hit kill thing with frame delay or something. 
Yeah, yeah, because no, I, I knew Phelan because she has an, a super easy infinite. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like her Y attack. Like, if you do that and delay it a moment, you do it over and over again for free. I did that on people. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> And yeah. this is, and you are yeah. the type of person that makes me, people like me want to quit. <laughs> well, but the thing is, that there's a balance to it because what happens is it's a team based game, so infinites aren't really infinite if you <laughs> if someone stops you. Yeah, or if a plane crashes into you, like yeah, or yeah, infinite or ends. Crashes, or, that could uh, be a problem. Or you have Cyber Cthulhu try to attack you. <laughs> Wait, I wonder there was Cyber Cyber Cthulhu in this. This game's pretty nuts online. Yeah, apparently. As if finding I a beholder in D&D is bad enough. That would be awesome. That sounds pretty terrifying to me. <laughs> that is pretty terrifying. Uh-huh. That game was, that game was movie. too bad we won't have a sequel, so never going to fix it. <laughs> hey, maybe we could go the syndicate route and just have the next Call of Duty game basically be its sequel, because that's apparently what's happening. <laughs> Anarchy reigns of duty. <laughs> I would play that. It's an open world Call of Duty game. You just roam around, you shoot whoever gets in your way. That's you called Planet Side for, 2. You fight for America. America! America! Yeah, that's pretty much Planet Side 2. You fight for America? No, you fight for a faction, not quite America, but you have no. plenty of people running around saying Leroy Jenkins and Hail America. <laughs> <laughs> So it's basically a bunch of people spouting memes all day. Uh, it is quite amusing when you aren't too busy being tactical. <laughs> Meme Simulator 2015. So that would be a very a interesting that's game. That's a downgrade from Gears of War where everybody's curb stomping each other. <laughs> yeah. We're 360 no scope. Yeah. We're teabagging people. <laughs> that was my favorite part. It's an accurate representation of real life. Yeah. That's when you need a feature in games is that when you're down to now and people try to do that you have one last punch <laughs> that's an instant kill now for gears of war you just gotta take the humiliation so what i usually do is either i shoot guns in the air like i'm a texan or or i swing around my grenade like an idiot back and forth that's racist against texans you almost made me spit water out my nose <laughs> it, it, it's so humiliating because everybody will do that. Everybody will shoot guns in the air, swing grenades around you, and they just have to take it. Because <laughs> you can't do anything. You're on the ground. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. That's like my favorite part of the game is that you win and then you get to humiliate your opponent. And then you're like, never come back. <laughs> Stop playing Gears of War forever. Stop yeah. now. You're not good enough to get humiliated, to humiliate others. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have interesting motivations for playing games competitively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the, the, there's something about it, like the, the, the like the styling on people. Like, there's something special about it. It's like how like they did a uh, Mortal Kombat. They have brutalities. It's like a very compelling way to just like style on a person to prove your dominance. Yeah, because like some of them like require like very difficult like uh, like like procedures in order to get this brutality. So like it just feels good when you do it, <laughs> and you definitely win. Yeah, I just get satisfied when I stick someone with a sticky grenade before they kill me. Mutually assured destruction. Exactly. Well, or you it. just stick it to your foot and go kamikaze. Either one. <laughs> 
They used to do that in that was, Goldeneye. Yeah, that was actually a thing that was done a lot in Killzone 3 because your teammates, no one would use a microphone. So it was like, okay, I know, you're going to just run headlong into battle. I'm going to be sitting back here actually trying to do something. You're just going to get yourself killed. So I'm going to stick a sticky mine right on your butt, and you run into the battle, <laughs> and it would blow up in the enemy's face. It does no damage to them, so they can just run into it. <laughs> I used to like use the grenades in Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. And if you held down the the uh, Z button after you unhinged the grenade, it would basically like initiate the timer. So I would run up next to people and then immediately explode. <laughs> that was good fun. Or I'd throw like, at least nine grenades in the air, and then I would see how fast they would all explode on top of me. <laughs> so you're the human barrage. Yeah, that's mostly what I do. I do close quarters combat in my FPS. He's Bomb Voyage from The Incredibles. <laughs> and this is why I like sniping. Yeah, uh-huh. you camper. <laughs> I am not a camper. I am bomb prevention. <laughs> yeah, close enough. All right. So, what was the topic? Something about Kojima? Was that was that was Kojima the idea. is officially out of Konami. Silent Hills is canceled. Jonathan is very sad, and I want to talk about Black Ops Three because Black Ops Three looks bloody awesome. It looks like a Call of Duty game. 3? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I literally linked it to someone who was like. What is this? It's like, that's Call of Duty. No, that, I don't believe that's Call of Duty. And then people are going to shoot each other. I, with I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's future Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I can't man. believe Call of Duty has air dashing. Now in chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. It's a four-player co-op focused variant. There are elements from Titan involved, from Syndicate, from Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, they're just going all over the place. They're going nuts. They have female protagonists along with male protagonists. They've got just everything I'm hearing about this. Is this game. the one with Kevin Spacey in it? No, that was last year. Is, oh, okay. Is his ghost called, in the game? called Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Completely different timeline. Bla- does, Black does he play Frank Warfare Underwood? aren't in the same timeline. Advanced Warfare is its own thing. Ghosts is its own thing. And Black Ops is its own thing. That's how Division's got such divergent things. Because Advanced Warfare, that's... Basically, you know, trying to codify just straight up Titanfall and nothing else. Whereas Black Ops Three, everything they're building pretty much everything around a lot of the ideas. They're even taking some stuff from like Fable Legends. You're going to have specific characters you play as in the multiplayer instead of just some randomized person. There's still a pick ten system for your loadout, but certain abilities and everything. They're even taking some notes from like Dua Sex, like that one first boss from Dua Sex Human Revolution with the minigun. Yeah. That's a power-up now, and they're actually redoing kill streaks, and it sounds a hell of a lot better. So they're basically copying Deus Ex. No! To sell lots more Call of Duty. It sounds no, like a really messy thing. copying everything to sell a lot more Call of Duty, silly. He just said he's saying it's hot dog duty. Hot dog of he's duty? Per- yes. This, it's, like, it's this everything sounds like a, bunch of, it's like a bunch of ideas that may or may not mesh very well. Yeah, uh, it's like sausage from sausage. pretty interesting, and... <laughs> I'd rather a messy hybrid than just the same same old thing that I've seen a thousand. Oh, yeah, times. I don't, I don't doubt it, but it's like I just don't trust like the Call of Duty things. You don't I'm not saying Call I'm buying Duty. it in pre-order form and everything. All I'm like is, hey, you know, in a, like you know, six months to a year from now, when this isn't sixty dollars and the season pass is at least partially out, this might actually be worth playing. That's about how I'm doing almost anything that isn't Arkham Knight at this point. Frankly, I just want an original idea for once. You're not going to get that with money. You're going to well. get that. You're going to get that from all those cool indie people. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I want another. I want another uh, pixel-related 
2D. Yeah, another pixel related Metroidvania slash something. Mario Let's do Puzzle Pixel Puzzle. Shooter Five. Yeah, it's original. Pixel Shooter is quite fun enough. Guys, this is my tribute to Gradius, but it looks worse. <laughs> oh, you're awful. No, no, no. There are still some good indies out there. Like, there's White Knight, which is basically a lone-in-the-dark mixed with um, Deadlight, but, you know, not nearly as bad as Deadlight from what I've heard and If seen. you want something original, you can always choose a Super Baby's World of Trouble. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look up, look it up. Uh, world, I mean, like Super Babies, World of Trouble. I'll, I'll wait for you guys to do it first because I'm a little <laughs> no. Oh uh, I would just, this is it's, a, it's a it's a bunch of poorly animated babies trying to save the world. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! So this is going to be like that. So it's going to be like yeah, that baby geniuses thing. Yeah, it's oh. baby geniuses three, but they, they're all doing parkour and trying to save the world again. Sorry, I um, thought you said ju- I thought you just said baby Jesuses. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, genius. Genius. Uh-huh. genius. Super babies. So the game is so it's inspired by my four month old baby boy. Puts you <laughs> in the diaper of a baby as you battle the world. Yeah, and then you're like doing like crazy parkour <laughs> for some reason because that's what babies do. Did they get funding? I don't know if they got funding. That is unfortunate. <laughs> I would fund this. This sounds like hilarious fun. <laughs> Bit Markiplier to play it? I'm on board. He plays horror games. Not just horror games. games. He plays the the latest Slendermans and uh, Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's. He doesn't yeah. just do those. Although, oh my gosh, he, did you hear? They're did making another Five Nights at Freddy's? Ever. They're making Five Nights at Freddy's 7. FNAF? FNAF 5. FNAF 4, supposedly the last chapter, it's, but you, you know how likely that is. It's the best Sega CD it, game I've ever it's played. Freddy, it's, it's Freddy versus <laughs> Jason. I mean, Freddy versus Chuck E. Cheese. Revengeance. Revengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's Revengeance. <laughs> I'd like it. Uh, get Platinum on board. <laughs> Wait, doesn't Naughty Bear already exist? Maybe it already does exist. Yeah. Yeah, Naughty Bear's the thing. I kind of, I still am amazed that Nani Bear is um, at all in existence. <laughs> well, really, what to happen is I want like like the, the the last part of Five Nights to be like get to this like the river really hard, had to glitch through the wall a couple of times, you know. what I'm saying you had to turn the computer off, then turn it back on, and then turn the console upside down, and then you would get the last secret, and then it's kind of like come to Jesus, and then that's how he ends the game because he is Christian. So I'll be like, yes, that would be the ultimate troll. <laughs> that would be the mystery. And I would just absolutely love that beyond what you could possibly comprehend. I would just be like, yes, yeah, cause, yes, uh, yes. What is yes. it, Scott Cotton? Yep. He's a Christian, right? Yep, apparently. Yeah. That's what Josh said. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. So, wh- what a, kind of a disturbing game series to create? <laughs> yeah, I know. I never thought like Christian like doing like horror themed things. Yeah, more power to him. Um, yeah. Well, then. Has anyone actually played it? And give me an I, opinion of it. I played like a little bit of it, but I was like, I was immediately turned off because like, oh, it's like all those really bad iOS games. <clears throat> oh, like it just feels like it very much feels like an iOS game. Well, it was ported to iOS, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes. But like, it just feels like it because it's like very touch clicky sort of thing in like a very simplistic manner. Yeah, and it's so mostly Windows jumps, 8? Yeah, it's mostly jump scare stuff. Yeah. 
I mean, like it's nothing wild. Like I mean, it's a cool concept, but like if it was thrown into something more interesting, like you know, like how do say like a haunting ground sort of setup, it'd be cool. But or, or it's not. if it was in three D, again three D, that would kind of improve it. I don't know. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was, like, something more like a standard, like, you know, horror setup, like, but, you know, it's, like, creepy Chuck E. T's, that would have not been a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty subjective in terms of the uh, the horror element within itself. So it's kind of like, I think the most, I think from what he was what he was looking at, it's like, you know, we all had experience with, you know, Chuck E. Cheese and places like that, you know. And some, some of those things, like, terrify people. Kind of like how clowns. Terrifying. So, like, you know, you make a Five Nights at Freddy's and they're all, like, clowns or whatever, you know. I mean, to some people, it would be, like, the dumbest thing in the world. But to other people, it would be, like, the most terrifying thing you could possibly think of ever. Plus, there's actually the mechanical element to Five Nights at Freddy's, which has always been what impressed me the most, is that there are actually two layers of horror to it. There are the basic jump scares that are the iconic thing that everybody sees. But if you're actually good at the game, the game actually instead focuses more on paranoia it focuses on a lot of the elements of ocd better than some games like um uh what what's its name that was supposedly built around ocd i forget its name i i played it at some point night but trap no not night trap it's just not like night trap <laughs> but five nights at freddy's basically emphasizes that if you're doing well, you're still freaked out because you're still managing everything and still doing everything. Even once you have the situation under control, you still can't own it. You still can't have it, which is actually what made Alien Isolation break for me was the second I had my flamethrower, I was fine. There was no problem. I basically was like, okay, I'm good to go it's now. Like in the mo- it's like in the movies. <laughs> Once you get the flamethrower, you're basically good. Yeah, you, yeah you, just, you just wear it up. You make it go away every now and then, and then you can move on. <laughs> Boom. Until you run into the zombies who just charge after you flaming instead. Um, there are no zombies charging after you flaming in Alien Isolation, David. I know. But just in general. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they just put them there as DLC. Exactly. Five, nine, you always have to have the zombies. I prefer my heart dumb. <laughs> I want Five Nights at Tupac. Like, I prefer no horror. Five like, Nights at Tupac? Because that would be, no, like, you think all the dead rappers, you think all the dead rappers, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you're like, I don't know, you're like a racist security guard, so you're just afraid of black people anyway. So you think get the dead rappers to come in there, you know what I'm saying? It'd be, like, the scariest thing ever. It'd be so dope. And plus, you know, they always have, like, lines from their songs and everything, you know, like, be small, it's the illest, 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 illest. They would disappear. It'd be awesome. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be amazing. Tupac never died. Yeah, he's alive. <laughs> Black Elvis. <laughs> Black Elvis. <laughs> What's up? There's still, sli- there's still sightings of Tupac to this day. <laughs> We're all trying yeah, to find right him. There. He went to dance school when he was younger. He was an awesome dancer. Go look that up. That's actually true. That is true. He, yeah, he, just, he's a- nah, he just went back to his home planet. <laughs> 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 yeah, some 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 earlier um, videos of Tupac, like some very early videos of Tupac, are very very interesting because he's not at all what he turned into later on. You know, like like he was also kind of like this kind of you kind of kind of tell that he thought a whole lot, but he was almost kind of like a feminine almost in some kind of ways. You know, like <laughs> like he was this kind of you know introspective kind of dude. You know, and then he turned to like you know what would the Tupac that we know now that ended up getting him shot. Um, so. uh yeah, it's, it's interesting to see some old Tupac footage. 
I know he's an interesting figure, definitely. This a lot, a lot of like a lot of the old rappers like have like a really interesting because I'm actually excited to see the, the NWA movie. Uh, oh my god! Do that! Ow! 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 Sorry. Go ahead. It's all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Like I said, I'm excited to see the the NWA movie. It'd be pretty sick. I want to see how like they, that turns out. The story. I'm actually interested in like the whole story behind them. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I want to see like that whole story is like you know like Dr. Dre, Easy, good stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. I mean, I'm, I used to watch um, back when True Hollywood Stories was on. They had one for for Dre, and um, and uh, he went into the story in the background of all that stuff, you know. And uh, funny thing is, uh, Dr. Dre started out as I think it's the R&B singer. Look it up sometime. Oh. It's pretty funny. He has <laughs> he's on the cover of this. Um, of this album, it may, 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 may not have been R. It may have been R and B singer, something like that. But um, but yeah, he started out as that, and you know, he had the classic, you know, seventies red leather jacket and, and, nice. and all that. Stuff, you know, it was it was fantastic. I was like, wow, that's funny <laughs> for a number of reasons. I'm just surprised, like he just became like such a like ridiculously rich man after that. Like he just he really knew how to make an empire. Yeah, that's because he makes headphones. Well, yeah, well, just like everything, like just like the music he produced, the people that he brought up with, like everything, like the guy's a genius. Yeah, he was very good at identifying <laughs> talent. Well, I mean, if you yeah, I don't, I don't know, but like, yeah, he could definitely sniff talent a mile away. Yeah, and then sign them to a record contract. Yep, and then make lots of money every time. Right, off, the, off his beats, because beats, I mean, you get a little bit of cheddar from that every time that it's played or whatever, so yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, so producers make a lot of money, and um, he made an awful lot of money from the from the talent that he signed. So he signed the right talent, and then he produced their entire album. So therefore, he's making like twice the money over on signing the talent and then producing the record. Yeah, the thing is that he's he's no slouch. He's still actually pretty good at rapping too. Now, wait a minute, I haven't heard him rap recently. Um, have you listened to, uh, like, uh, Kendrick Lamar, like, his album, uh, uh, Good Kid, Mad City? Like, he actually does, like, two songs with them. Oh! I did Unsurprisingly, not- because they're both from Compton. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I've heard a lot of, of, of Kendrick, uh, my, my, my buddy. Actually, he was on their uh, podcast one time, uh, Ian, Zach. Oh, Do you remember yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. He's like... Ridiculously good at what he does. Yeah, Mr. Ian uh, but, Wasser, who said he was going to yeah. make a theme song. Yeah. Uh, never did. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> We're awful people. I, I only point it out because I demand you fulfill your obligations. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, he was talking about how, man, Kendrick Lamar is so good. And he would not shut up about it. So now I didn't want to listen to it. So I had to go back and listen to it now. Now that all that has died down a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's, he's legit. I really, really like his music. And, like, that whole album is, it's it's a very personal album. Like, almost, it reminds me a lot of, uh, like, Food and Liquor from uh, Lupe oh, Fiasco. Like, it's a very what? personal album that has a lot to talk about, like, his upbringing in Compton mm. and the things that he had to go through. So, like, he, he talks about, like, sexuality, about, like, uh, what's it called, like, drinking, like, the thoughts on drinking, uh, peer pressure, um, like all these kind of things that he had to go through while he was br- being brought up, like even Christianity, you know, like all these things as he's bringing up and it's his thoughts. And it's a really interesting album. 
Yeah, yeah. I keep on hearing those things, and um, and uh, I. Uh, and it's really interesting. He's 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 an interesting guy. Um, even with the fact that um, uh, he runs around with, with, with Lecrae a whole lot, which I think has a big part of his spirituality in the first place. Because I think Lecrae, he's pretty unabashed about you know witnessing and everything. So that's good. Lecrae doesn't try to hide it or stuff it under the rug or whatever you know. Because I think that Kendrick is going to be on one of Lecrae's records soon. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's going to be featured on there. Uh, either one or two records. I forget what it was, but. Um, so that's kind of exciting, but at the same time too is like yeah I, I hear a lot of good things. I heard his, his second album is arguably better than his first one. Is what I hear. Yeah, I gotta, it's, it's a I gotta listen to it sometime. Yeah, yeah. It's, but I'm like I'm one of those like I'm really big on like personal albums because like I think like the best time like the best things about rap is like when it has to do with the message. Like you want to basically it's like poetry. Like it's something like like straight from like your soul. Like you you I have a, something to say. And you have to say it, right? And those right. are some of the best moments in rap is when when they they have something to say and like it's just straight from the heart. Right, right. Completely agree with that. Because I mean, I look at it like this: is like I think that rap is the most powerful music in the world, and the reason why is because it uses words as its primary focus um, or primary uh, ways of delivery. So when you have like sixteen bars of really complex lyrical stuff in there. And you're rhyming and everything. It's um, really, really nice to get a message along with that. And I look at it like if God used words to communicate, then using words to communicate is actually really important. So when you have that many words contained within 16 bars, you know, I think that's to me that qualifies it as the most powerful thing in the world. And uh, just music-wise, and uh, it's a waste to just you know talk about TVs and materialism and stuff like that. It's a waste. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pretty much. Fascinating tangent on the Theology Gaming Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I wanted to talk about Gujima. And this thing? whole Konami thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, we could definitely talk about that, but, like, where do we, want, where do we start? So what do you think is even happening over there? It's really confusing. <laughs> I I I don't know because Konami to me is one of the worst companies out there. Like people say yeah. EA, but I honestly think they are the worst, period. They have ruined just about every single major IP out there. Castlevania. Like yeah, Castlevania's out, Contract. Silent Hills I mean Silent Hill is out. Um was it uh like was it Gradius and uh When's was the it they had uh, the they had like a was it a Drum Mania? When was the uh, last Gradius game? They even kind of killed off their lesser five. IPs. Seriously, I think, even their I think five stuff. on on, the, on uh, PlayStation Two. Um, was it uh, Contra? Is out. Like these are all like really big IP. Like big. I mean, well, except for Gradius, and then they just don't do anything. Man. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. really depressing. Like how they've gone from like such an important company to just like making Metal Gear every year. They're just yeah, so that's what breaks my heart about it. Is that is that like I remember when I was uh, <clears throat> when I was, I was thumbing through I was, I was thumbing through some old stuff because um, I like to do that from time to time, and I found this little letter about what I wanted to be when I grew up when I was in middle school or something like that. And one of the things was that I want to work for Ke- for Konami. 
Like, that's how much I love Konami from back in the day. So Konami, to me, the way they did everything was amazing. They inspired me the most in terms of, like, you know, video game companies when I was a kid. And to see them turn into these schmucks, just this, this, this <laughs> unbelievable just schlemiels, these, 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 ugh, it just, it really, really breaks my heart. And from what I understand, it's all about which, which uh, business model they can do to make more money. I'm kind of like, how could you just, I, I guess, I don't know what, what causes a company to just not care about what, made you what you are now it's kind of like it's like we're going we're to get into gambling now because that's that's making us more money so forget everything that we found our foundation in and we're going to go ahead dump all that and then go ahead and go to gambling simply because it's more lucrative like i, I, guess, def- I definitely feel you because i was i was big being brought up by konami because i mean even like the old like konami logo like sends chills down my spine like the whole like you like the little like uh the swoosh thing oh yeah Yeah. like the one that yeah like the little like laser line that goes down sunset riders please it's like yeah like oh what's it called for uh contra you know like all these games like gradius all that stuff like that was like a symbol of quality like that or you know even ninja turtles yeah even the licensed games were solid super solid yeah yeah super solid like ninja turtles was um it's still on point i play suikoden Swing it in is still amazing. I went on like maybe a five week tangent about how good Swing it in two was. How about Goemon? Did anyone play any of the Goemon games? I oh man, yeah, table. Goemon, super good. <laughs> <That man. was laughs> it's like the they haven't made one for like a decade. They haven't, and it's and it's like the saddest thing. It's kind of like, but then again, though, I kind of think that you know when Konami, I see that's the, that's the other thing too is that. They're saying that they're going to um, be maintaining these IPs and everything. I'm like, no, that means you're just going to make them a bunch of crappy mobile games. Or gambling machines. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, yeah, some they, people, like they don't hear gambling. On, or like Capcom, where they squat on, on Mega Man's franchise. <laughs> um, they're like, no one's going to have it, but we're not going to do anything. Yeah, just squat on his face. Oh, see, I, that's why I was, I was hoping that they would just go ahead and sell off everything that they had going, you know, but. Now that I look at what their rhetoric is and what they're what they're talking about, I'm like, uh, that probably won't happen either. So this is going to be, it's just doomed to sit there until Japan makes gambling more illegal than it was before because it's illegal now. So I'm just kind of like, why are we putting our, our our eggs into this basket of gambling when it's illegal in the first because place? It and makes a lot of money. I was surprised that I, this stuff actually makes like a ton more money than than people think, especially in Japan. Like it's just it's such easy money to like just put like these cheap IPs and put pachinko machines and iOS stuff. Because I was looking up SNK, which is another like really bad company now, and like <laughs> yeah, really their bad. their games are like top of the leaderboards on iOS in Japan. Oh. I was like, what? Like who wants to play Garo on mobile? Why? What, like, why do you hate like, yourself? I know, like, do you hate yourself that much to play like, like with a really lousy little like, no, I need you know, touch screen control. I need an arcade stick. It doesn't work. I yeah, can't. it's it's yeah, like it's sad, but apparently this is like the new thing because it's just so easy to make. Like they're so cheap and you know, like simple, and then you just you know make a quick buck. Yeah, I think Japan itself is moving towards mobile and uh, the gambling scene. I mean, Pachinko technically is gambling, but not under Japanese law. <laughs> So yeah, like it's, it's, just, it's in a nebulous area. Yeah, and Square Enix kind of makes all their money overseas, so it's not a big problem for them. But if you're like a homegrown company without a ton of 
licenses that go outside of your borders, then I think a lot of them have just seriously considered just jumping out of video games altogether. I mean, I don't, I don't blame like a lot of companies for doing this because like it's a lot more expensive to make games. But I mean, like you at least have to try sometimes. Yeah, like well, Metal Gear Solid Five is apparently going to come out, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's no, still right? gonna come out. Like they, I, I think they said that they're still gonna, they're still going through. Oh, five but is just, coming out. Yeah, they and, put yeah. money into the collector's they, edition and yeah, everything. They have, yeah, like they've gone too far to not make money off yeah. of it. That'd be a really dumb idea. Like we're almost done. And we're then, not gonna, and you know, cash in. No more not, Metal Gear. They're not Disney level where they'll kill a game right when it's ready to release, like they did with a bunch of Lucas Arts projects. They aren't that level yet, but they're pretty close. They're getting there. They're getting there. I mean, they kill yes. every other franchise. Let's do Lords of Shadows too. That'll show them. <laughs> Stop on <laughs> Castlevania now. Ugh, I'm so yeah, it's I'm just... so like hurt by all by all this because I mean, even with Sega, Sega was like, we're out. Like, we'll release like maybe a Sonic game for console, and that's pretty much it. Oh, but other Sonic than that, they're going to mobile. Do you love Sonic Boom, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it your favorite game? I mean. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, clearly, I mean that's where, I mean that's where they're gonna be making the money at is making bad Sonic games before people catch on eventually that hey Sonic sucks. They, <laughs> they haven't in a decade and a half. They're not going to anytime soon. Apparently not because you know I don't know what's going on. I just see I just need to sit in the closet and weep for a little while. Get it out of my system because it's I mean I used to be Sega dude like Sega. Yeah, Jet Set Radio or Knights or just about anything. I just. I don't know. I think it might be like I don't know. I might. I think it might be the fact that like they just think that they're blaming people for the fact that like they're bad products. Yeah. I just. I think that might be the case because I don't know. Like it just. It just feels like they're bitter and they're like, well, nobody likes this stuff anymore, so we're going mobile. Yeah. But it's like a lot of these games. Like the reasons why they are where they are is because they just aren't high quality. Like people just right. don't buy a game just because you know it's you know quote unquote top franchise. Yeah, well, Sonic hasn't been for a while now, but... <laughs> yeah, well, that still sells because it's Sonic. Oh, yeah, oh. Blue Hedgehog on the cover and stuff. You know, yeah, but whatever. The I, sold, I mean, they had to look at, like, the reason why I sold in the first place was because of the quality of the title. I mean, because, I mean, yeah. the market would, would already prove and show that you can have a franchise that's very, very popular and everything, like, like Bubsy. Let's just go to Bubsy for a second, okay? So, Bubsy... <laughs> <laughs> it's the best game. Bubsy lasted for about five minutes, and the reason I mean, it got a sequel, Bubsy it got, came out with several, several different platforms, all that stuff. But What's Bubsy was not. Wait, <laughs> wasn't that the Bubsy first first-person shooter for all. kids on the PlayStation? Uh, no, no, that was just a first-person atrocity. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was definitely atrocity, and for some reason, he sounded like Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know what was going on with it. Is this? <laughs> This is bad. Like, really, really bad. Um, but uh, and it came out. It wasn't the excuse of you know like oh, three well, D is new is new stuff. Like no, this game came out after Mario sixty four. So um, I'm sorry. It's just there's just no excuse for what happened there. I didn't have a PlayStation, um, so I avoided that. Like entirely. even even like Mega Man Legends came out you know before that. It's like oh, that. It's like so there's no excuse there either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I really think it was a, is an Illuminati scheme to actually, you know, I don't know, kill you by, like, kind of like um, uh, Polybius, <laughs> the, the arcade game. It was a, probably an MK Ultra um, experiment to uh, 
murder us all through some kind of hypnosis because all the chicken, all the chicken tile stuff and everything going on. I, I think it's just designed to kill you. So it probably did somebody. So, um, um, yeah, but it was that bad. <laughs> Sure, sure. Man, just those <laughs> companies, though, they have no idea how to make money off video games, so they just jump ship, kind of. It's weird. It, yeah, it's it kind is. of strange because, like, I just I don't know, like, how the Japanese just, like, haven't, like, figured out, like, wh- like it's just people want quality. Like, I think the only one that gets kind of gets it is uh, Nintendo because they, they somehow still manage to do some of their properties every once in a while, even if, like, they're not as lucrative. They yeah. still have, like, a... It's kind of a solid base, but everybody else like has been falling apart. Like Capcom, Konami, uh, the Wii U has been super solid lately. Yeah, I've been surprised like what they've been having. It's been pretty pretty good. Maybe Splatoon yeah. be good. <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it might be. I'm I'm still like on a wait and see sort of thing because like a shooter and Nintendo. Mm, mm, I don't yeah. know. And controlling with the gyroscope thing. I don't even know if it has dual analog controls or not. Um, Splatoon has dual analog controls. Oh, thank God. Thank you, Elijah. It has <laughs> dual an- And to be honest, Splatoon's the first thing that's ever made me interested in Nintendo because it's like, yeah, I'd love to do something that isn't, you know, just a 3D platformer. So, yeah, Splatoon actually has me very interested. Oh, it's you're not a the- 3D platformer, dude? Oh, it's not that I can't ever do them. I mean, like, I've enjoyed... Uh, Prince- I enjoyed the Prince of Persia reboot. I can get behind certain games... Uh, it's more of an issue that I really don't like the Mario style of it. It grates on my nerves. But, I mean, those aren't really it. technically the 3D Mario. Like, the last 3D Mario was, like, Gal- Galaxy 2. Was it yeah, Galaxy? I played Galaxy. That's what I think of when I think of grating, like, sand against my face or stabbing myself repeatedly with a fork. What about 3D the only, World? The only the 3D, 3D World's kind of like a like, mix of, like, 2D and 3D. I Technically, it's not Sunshine really. Sunshine was the only one I could stand at all. I got to play that for about an hour, and it was like, okay, this actually seems. Okay. I don't know. I never played any of the Galaxy games. <laughs> Sunshine to me, what that's that's kind of like, that's kind of like a weird thing. Is like some people really like Sunshine, but most people who have been keeping up with the Mario franchise in general like hate Sunshine. Like I couldn't stand Sunshine. Um, but it's kind of, so it's kind of like you know, people who like Final Fantasy, the entire series, all of us hated eight. <laughs> but then, you know, people who kind of, like, want to jump into one part of the series, like, this is Love 8. Justin, so I, just, I, just, I want to ask I you. Still, did, I still love 8 just because it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, guys, did you know we were all born in the same orphanage? We just don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, something, there's something about 8 I really like. I just don't know what it is. It's probably the music. But yeah. The music is really good. <laughs> Let's be honest. And, and Laguna is like one of my favorite characters ever. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I like how after the, after a huge production and all this money, the only thing you can come up with is that I like the music. <laughs> <laughs> Probably cost the most to make out of everything. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really like, I really like music and games. I mean, it's one of those draws. Yeah, which Plus, is- sound design is a kind of underestimated aspect of game development. I was talking about that with. Um, the game critic GB Buford for an interview, and he was like, "A lot of games, Insomniac actually studied this. They they looked and researched all the different game reviews above every other aspect of a game. You'd think, you know, like, oh, maybe it's gameplay, maybe it's story. No, the thing that most game reviews focus on first and above all else is visuals. Whereas almost oh. every case of a game of the year title, it has incredibly outstanding." 
sound design, even if the visuals themselves aren't actually amazing. It's a, it's a, it, the sound conveys it a lot more. It's the same sort of thing like how an actor can take a horrible script and still make it passable. I mean, think about Ewan McGregor in the prequel movies for Star Wars. He sells every single line, and you <laughs> still love some of those lines, even though you know if anyone else had said them, you would have hated them. Yeah, like Hayden Christensen, he's so good in those movies. I can't even get through any of those movies without wanting to kill myself. <laughs> Please don't kill yourself. We want to more podcasts. <laughs> no, no, I'm never going to watch those movies ever again. Yeah, probably good idea. They're not in my head canon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, two, two was two was garbage, and three was garbage that was tolerable. But th- but the first one, the first one was such an atrocity and so terrible and so vomit-inducing that I was just like, you know what? There will be a section in hell devoted to you watching this movie. Have you ever seen the Red Letter Media Review review. of those those three movies? Because they're like really... Oh, yes, I have. It's fabulous. Crushing (laughs) on those movies. Parental advisory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're they're not safe for work. No. (laughs) Not at all. Mr. Plickett is not not a um, PGE thing. (laughs) So... That's more of a JC thing, Jesus Christ guidance or something like that. I don't know, but you don't need somebody <laughs> to really walk you through what he says and does. Especially you need people. adults to watch this. Yes, <laughs> only adults. So yeah, stop that, children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're hearing this podcast. You need an adult. <laughs> I need an adult. I am an adult. Yeah, we're technically for all ages. Yeah. <laughs> Although really it's only for people who apparently remember Konami. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's kinda sad that there's like an entire generation that doesn't understand like how important Konami was yeah. at a time. Like like Elijah, do you do you know how important Konami was? I actually do understand. And I even when you said the license thing, I was thinking, yeah, I remember hearing about how like their Batman game was stellar when they did the Batman animated series game that everybody loved it. that they basically did it before Rocksteady did. <laughs> I get that Konami did a lot of things, and I've seen some of their past products. I know that they used to push through good stuff, and even towards the end when they were getting really bad, they still put out a few good things like Silent Hill Shared Memories, and yet still they just... I wouldn't even say killed it. I'd say they murdered it. They they smacked it over the head with a shovel and are just continually doing it over and over again, like one of those painfully slow takedowns in Silent Hill Down Park. Oh, guys, still am trying to forget that game. Oh yeah, and they bought they <laughs> bought Hudson Soft, so they stole Bomberman from us. Yeah, they stole they Bomberman. they took away the last uh, bonk from us. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, like they were gonna make a bonk game, and then they're like, nope, sorry. <laughs> yep, yep, they're a bunch of murderers now. <laughs> yeah, so and like Bloody Roar is never gonna be a thing ever again because that. Because Konami. <laughs> no, I love Bloody Roar. <laughs> yeah, because that, that that's another. I think that's another Hudson Soft thing too. Oh, man, it is another Hudson Soft. So, so yeah, like the, Konami's uh, like holding on like all these franchises, like, and like they haven't done like anything with Contra besides Hardcore, which is kind of Contra, but that's like an uh, arc, not really. That's like an Arc System Works game, really. Yeah, as, as like, much as it, as cool as it is. <laughs> Like it just doesn't feel contra. Like, when I think contra, I think like post-apocalypse, everything's blowing up. You got like two dudes that look like Rambo, and then there's supposed fighting, to be some kind like, of contra reboot or something recently. Yeah. I remember a few years back there was that whole contra symbol being shown like around the 3ds, and then I never heard anything else. It was a contra. 4. Oh no, because they, they made a way forward game that was way forward. 
Neo. Oh yeah. Well, Neo Contra yeah, was good, right? I have to play Shattered Soldier. I want to see if that was any good. They were on sale. Shattered on PSN. Is super vintage. It's, it, do, it, do, it doesn't feel as good though as the original. Well, it's a treasure uh, game too. Because so. yeah, like, but uh, I know that that yeah, like, like the highlight was obviously like like Alien Wars and then Hardcore. Uh, like, guys. Yep. There is one thing I do want to say, though, on the subject of Konami. Since you were all being devil's advocate on me talking about Black Ops, <laughs> okay. I'm going to return in favor here on Silent Hills. And that my real thought of it, of the whole matter, is I'm not entirely sure if the game itself would have been as perfect as we were all hoping. I mean, yes, Norman Reedus. I mean, no one yes. knows because it's never going to come out now. Yeah. But I'm just saying, so, like, that's, that's, it's, it's we got, better the thing than is that We got a trailer. We got a trailer. We saw PT. And the thing was, it kind of, now actually after having played Downpour, my immediate thought is, I'm reminded way too much of Downpour when I look up the PR stuff and everything that they had in mind. Like, seriously, it, it, it looks just as undirected, just as kind of weirdly watered down Evil Within style. Well, and I know there's a lot of people who are going to be screaming heresy. You know nothing about like, horror, that's but still, that's still like concepts. Yeah, PT was more of a demo, not really a demo, but more of like a conceptual piece about but the, thing, the game. <laughs> yes, I understand that, but the fact of the matter is, it, it, there wasn't a consistent hook that was coming out of there, other than weird shit is happening and it's very freaky. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the whole point is that, that you're is kind this of weird but, stuff. But and, every and like Silent Hill end, game before, like every Silent Hill game, except of recent memory, that besides Origins and Downpour had a core focus to it. Silent Hill 2 was about James Sunderland's psyche. The first one was about the traditional, about the traditional America occult thing. Silent Hill 3 was about, you know, the past coming back to haunt you and industrial themes. Silent Hill 4 was about trying to basically do Doctor Who if it was a horror thing. If the TARDIS was trying to kill you, basically. And Silent Hill Downpour was about the cold and repressed psyche and having to deal once again with the past. It was in some ways a little bit in reference to 3, except for the fact that it focused a lot more on puzzles and stealth and survival. Yeah, but still, I mean, like I but said, Origins, it's a conceptual piece. I'm pretty sure at some point they're going to like sit down with Del Toro and say, okay, this is what we want to do. But... I mean, like I said, like until unless we like can go to like a few, I mean, an alternate universe where we got the real Silent Hills, like we'll never know. What? You can't just say like, oh, like let's let's slam this, you know, conceptual piece because it's it's just that. But it's okay to slam a guy for being excited about a trailer, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know because it might be good, might not be, but I I just don't trust. I, I <laughs> there's I a whole trust less Activision. Trust. In Activision than I do in Kojima and Del Toro. There, there's a there's a certain quality of the gods of Del Toro and Kojima that I don't have with Activision. <laughs> I'm not concerned about Activision. I know Activision is going to do what Activision does, what Activision always does. They always my deliver. <laughs> my concern is more with the actual core developers and that you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Black Ops 2, but I thought that, you know, hey, well, at least Treyarch's trying something. Before before we got Sledgehammer working on Call of Duty games, they were like the the fun guy of the development teams for Call of Duty. They were like, hey, let's actually try to do something with this instead of just reiterating Modern Warfare 5,000 times. And as a result, I'm willing to give them a little bit more leeway. Treyarch's been be doing that since the beginning. The problem is what they do is not very exciting. <laughs> 
there are some people who would very strongly disagree with you. Plus, they also are a lot more nice towards the PC community and everything. Seriously, I, I look up the old PC Gamer interview with the head of Treyarch talking about the PC thing. The dude took it seriously, and they, they've done a lot of good by the PC community as well. I don't care about the PC community, though. They can do their thing. I play on consoles. You console me. <laughs> I play fighting games. You people. You people. You should try to play Mortal Kombat 10 on PC. It works brilliantly, yeah, except for when fantastic. it doesn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think. Um, but Steam makes it more available, because... Like I, I recently tried Steam um, uh, when I was, I was, I think I was trying to get a hold of like a RPG maker or something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, had this big Steam sale, and uh, I was actually asking Zach about it. He's like, "How well? How easy is it?" And he was like, "Let's go ahead and try it out." And I was like, "Okay." So try it out, and I'm like, "That's it." <laughs> so I was like buying, I was like buying stuff that I really didn't even need to buy, like. <laughs> Seconds within me actually getting my account open and had it downloaded and everything, I'm just kind of like, oh, this is far more interesting now. Because like, like if you're a, a console gamer, you're, you're the main thing that holds you back is simply you know the ease of use, you know, uh, which is not becoming was becoming coming blurred more and more because you know you got to run. Yeah, they're becoming more like computers. Well, yeah, yeah, especially PlayStation. PlayStation has been taking a ridiculous amount of notes from Sony recently. Oh gosh, they're, they're being or, or right the now, PlayStation so. taking a lot of notes from Valve. Wait, wait when yeah. did when did E six come out on Steam? Did why does no one tell me of these things? What is oh yeah, E6? Oh, yeah, E6. I could have told you that, but like I, I thought no one would know about Ease. <laughs> heck, when did this happen? <laughs> There's like, there's, like, there's like five people excited about Yeast games. <laughs> oh, Yeast! Not, I was wondering, what, what is this Ease thing? And it's Yeast. Yeah, okay. it's like, yeah, it's like a dull roar. I was like, yay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the worst named game property ever. Mm. I actually remember reading about them, though. I know what this game series is. Yes. yes. Yeah, they're really fun. Elijah, you yes, know. You <laughs> so so, so to, go, to go back to, uh, I think, Ted's point about um, about games in, uh, in uh, Ted, uh, the... Ted, uh, where's Ted? The, in, where's wait yeah. a minute. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I get the white people confused. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but, but I had... Uh, uh, we were talking about, you know, the sonically, uh, the, what, what people look for in games and everything. I, I told Zach, I've told Zach this story in, the, in the, some other podcasts we had done. And, uh, like... Like the East uh, soundtrack changed my life. Like literally changed my it's, life. And I was good. and I was like, whatever is going on. It was the TurboGrafx 16 version. If you, if you remember that, the TurboGrafx 16 CD version. So like I heard that, and I was kind of like, OMG. So that's why to this day, East holds a very special place in my heart because like the game looks terrible. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't look terrible, but like the game is as basic as it can possibly be. I mean, there aren't even like attack animations. You just Walk up to it and you're, you're just ramming it. Yeah, you, you run it. You run into enemies. You run them bump, over, basically. Yeah, it's a, the, the bump combat system. You yeah, bump you, right, right, right. <laughs> you got to bump. Right, exactly. It's really you awkward know. with bosses because you have to like bump into them once <laughs> every time. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, okay, let's. Okay, now we reset. Okay, gotta find a way to bump into them again. <laughs> Yeah, super weird game, so you know, so East, you know, that's 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 my baby. That's 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 definitely my baby. So I just kind of wanted to lament on that for a second because have you actually played the more recent ones on the, the mobiles? Uh, I 
I like them, but I don't because because once again because of the soundtrack. Like whenever I think of of an East game, I always think of the soundtrack first, first and foremost. So like for me, when something is not you know super on point, I mean it's good soundtracks and everything, but it's not like memorable stuff to where I'm kind of like, oh my god, this is like playing. It, I I can't really get into it the same way because I'm associating with the memory from my past. So I have like a horrible um, uh, hipster. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of I'm being a, a an East hipster, hipster, I guess maybe I don't know if that exists. It does now. I'm here. Yeah, so, you're, the one, uh, you're the one East hipster I know. Because <laughs> I, I really like the I really like the new ones because they're more like uh, action RPG in the vein of like Devil May Cry, where yeah, like they're very like highly technical like or, or action RPGs and stuff. No, because yeah, like uh, I'm fun. talking about like like the ones like Seven and and uh, Salchetta, where you have like uh, Seven introduces a perfect guard system where you're doing like third strike parries. Really? On bosses, yes. That's awesome. And you gain, yeah, you 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 can prevent because you can't. Uh, you either have to dodge them or you have to parry them. And if you parry them, you get meter for it huh. to do supers and special moves. Um, that sounds and, crazy, but awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. And then Salchetta adds uh, witch time to the game. What? Yeah, you have a flash dodge, which works like a witch time, which is really awesome. When did it become Bayonetta all of a sudden? Uh, because <laughs> they were like, hey, let's make action RPGs actually fun. And then that's what they did. <laughs> and they can do that. And, yeah, Salchetta's like, this. Yeah, Salchetta's like a lot of fun. I was surprised like they like they're just like trying to make it like very actually it's actually one of my favorite Vita games. Did you Shutter. actually put the name in text so I can get the spelling right to look it up because uh, uh, yeah. memories plus. That's like, of Celsetta yeah. is more how it's read. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. They're, yeah, they're 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 not um, I, like I said. I just have a weird bias against it, but at the same time though, too, I do recognize dopeness when I see it. So. You know, they're, they're a lot of fun. And what's cool about it, too, I'm not going to call it a mobile. I want to call it handheld because, you know, there's a difference. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, pretty clear. So, so, uh, so handheld, uh, but but the ones on the handheld, I think, can do things like that because they don't cost all this money to make. So you're going to see the biggest risks in terms of gaming on handheld way above you see anything on a console because, uh, I mean, Phoenix Wright, you know, just look at those, those, those games within themselves. Like, wait, you want to make a what? You know that would have never gone over on a console ever, 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 ever. So actually, so actually, now that, like actually, like let, I mean, now that you helped. point that out, like we're go, go, let's go back to the main topic of uh, like you know Konami and all these 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 companies. It's funny that yeah, like the big the big thing was these these handheld games. And actually, they were doing a lot of crazy ideas with these handheld games, and it brought back like a lot of companies like Atlas. You know, made a bunch of cool RPGs on there. Um, Konami had a bunch of Castlevanias that Castlevania still survived on handhelds for a while. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, for a while. And like, surprised that like they don't like like now handheld is kind of like a no now. Like, I wonder what happened to that. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of the reasons. Somebody pointed this out. Um, that's one of the reasons why Vita actually nobody wants to make make anything for Vita because because the thing is so powerful. It's like the same. It's almost the same development cost to make it on the console than it is for you know the when they're trying to like order their handheld. It's kind of like uh, we're trying to cut back on cost, so you actually made sure the system too powerful. <laughs> well, I mean, like it's it's like around like the PS2, so it's not too bad. But it's just I think that right now, like since there's like mobile, I just think that people would rather just either choose oh, I'm going to play things on my iOS and not have to lug two different things at the same time. 
have like my my Vita or my 3DS and my my iOS. I can't muster the motivation yeah. to even buy a handheld, to be quite honest. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of handhelds, but I can kind of see, like, where, like, the, the excitement is kind of fading away. Yeah, because you get Cause it's kind of hard to, to, to justify it, like, more and more. Well, I mean, like, I think, I think the handheld has a different development culture than the mobile games do. So, like, a mobile game is, is you're going to get, you, you are going to get a lot, a lot of, um, uh, of, um, pay for this 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 and the entire game too so you're gonna get a lot of that because the the, the culture of it is more about you know um uh making money well making making something it's a it's a more like a high like a media appeal or like what is it, like instant gratification right right it's kind of one of the type of deals you know but with, i think with, with handheld you know you're just like you're having a full-fledged video game on the go with you which i think is really, really cool so uh, I think yeah, I mean, I like that because I've I've been a huge handheld player for a very very long time. I've I've played you know like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, you know DS, and you know like uh, I I had a Vita until I sold it, um, and uh, the 3DS, DS, and like some of like my, my my favorite memories recently like, have been like on the PSP, the DS. Same like, thing for like, me actually with Vita. Um, I had Carousel and I could have been playing on PS3, but I actually preferred it on my Vita. It seriously was like the theme keeping it alive for a while. It was just, yeah, like you could just like pretty. sit around and like chill and you know not have to like force yourself on like a huge screen because like I actually enjoyed playing PlayStation games on my Vita because it was really cool. Like I could play like was it Legend of Dragoon and like it's so much better to play an RPG like a, like a JRPG like on the go where you could just turn it off at any point in time. You know, felt more exciting to me than just you know like having to like sit in front of a TV waiting for the next save point. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never tried to um, port any of the uh, PlayStation games onto because I have a, I have a few that were I thought were really important. Like anything that's important that I actually have a physical copy of, I'll still get a digital copy of it too. So like Legend of Dragoon, Chrono Cross, um, Sweet in Two, finally after waiting for dot God ten years. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. But I just, sorry. I don't know. Like, I just, I, I just feel like maybe like people aren't like giving these handhelds the respect they deserve, and I feel like like some game, like some games and franchise could have like a second life on these handhelds if they give them a chance. I think so too. Like I'm like like just on a personal business level, I'm actually like seconds away from really thinking about maybe at some point in time for my company to develop a handheld um something. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so that, that, so that's why, actually, that's why I asked you that question on, um, on our, um, messenger, Zach, so, uh, details will follow with that, but I, 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 even though I don't actually, like, do a whole lot of, um, handheld gaming, like I rarely do, but at the same time, I appreciate for what it is, I think it's important, important to keep that cultural, that development culture alive within handhelds, rather than, you know, just saying that, oh, well, it's mobile, well, it's on the go, just like, you know, on, on your phone, so it's the same thing. It's like, no, no, no I, I don't think yeah. anywhere close to being the same thing. Oh, touch not anywhere close. the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, I actually, like, legitimately have tried, but, like, it's just, like, there's just nothing, like, on the iOS that, like, really has sold me yet. Yeah, you need to, like, I mean, try Dead Space Mobile. That's, like, the only no. shooter I've ever played on a mobile device that works. Seriously, Dead Space Mobile... Iron Monkeys did a perfect job on it. That is the still the only iOS shooter I've found that actually works. All I see is like maybe like turn-based games would work. 
Yeah, like, because yeah, because you don't have you don't have like you know quick you know like. Well, what about the free flow combat play. of something like Arkham? What if you could you know like use the different taps for that? If there was you know something along the lines of that, because well, you can do that games. We've already Arkham's shown that rhythm games like work really simplistic. So all you have to do is press the counter button over and over. It's again. like playing DDR. <laughs> yeah, DDR. Well, that actually yeah, does and, exist and, on Vita. That's um Kickbee. Well, that's cool. And and and, <laughs> and the weird thing though is too is that um when you think about mobile games. <laughs> You cannot, you can't really tell me how many times that you actually won at a mobile game because they're not designed for you to win. They're designed for you to always lose. Just that you lost, you lost at this point, uh, uh, rather than this person person losing at that point. So it's like I lost with the highest score, but I still have never won at a mobile game because they're not designed to be that. They're designed for you to pop in and play for a little while, and then after that, put back down and then see what type of score you got. Post it online, and then after that, you're done. So they're never designed for you to actually win anything. Unless it's Hearthstone. Or unless it's, you know, something like Year Walk or a Sword and Sorcery Brothers app. Yeah, uh, by the way, yeah, this, few, this, video, this video I'm going to like here is basically my, my views on Arkham City. <laughs> there are a lot of <laughs> tapping the buttons. No, like there's one part in the in the in the review where he basically just keeps mashing the triangle button to do counters, and that that works. Yeah, it works, doesn't it? <laughs> I was like, look at this game. <laughs> I think the Arkham's games are really good at giving you the experience of being Batman. Absolutely. But, but I think on a mechanical level, they're kind of like, well, they're supposed to be easy. So that you well, kind like, of feel like that. You know, Mikey from uh, Learn and Counter, he was saying like, basically, like, we understand why that's the case, but it's like, it feel more. I mean, it feel better if it's more like DMC, where you earn that that tough guy, you know, bravado by actually working for it. Yeah. So it's but more you like actually there actually is a system in place for that. There's a specific combo system put in place for if you actually work for it, you can take down enemies vastly faster and can get a lot better but, but at it's it. Still like it does, but it still doesn't feel as good as something like Devil May Cry. Like yeah, like yeah, you can get like. I more- would say it did. I would Ooh. say it did. I've tried the Devil May Cry stuff, and I've tried the Arkham stuff. I'd like, say they're they're pretty Devil on May par. Cry, I'm all over the place. Like I can style on people. Like I'm taunting. I am like doing just frame. You know, like 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 attacks. I'm destroying these people, and then they look like fools, and I look amazing in particular. And like that, I don't feel that in Arkham City. I'm just more like it feels like one of those like very poorly choreographed like uh, kung fu movies where you're just like, okay, you drop here, I'm gonna punch you. Oh, you go down. Oh, you know, like it just it feels like you know, yeah, like it was like it just feels cheap to me. And then like I don't have that in in Arkham City yet. Not to say that the game is bad, but it's just like. As a pure combat system. Like, I mean, Devil May Cry is going to win or Bayonetta is going to win just by default because their focus is on the combat sections and not so much on, well, I'd say narrative. (laughs) If you want to talk about Bayonetta, (laughs) I mean, it's a bunch of, like, craziness just all kind of... Yeah, it's just more like, yeah, it's it's just there for fun giggles. Yeah, and then Batman's like... Well, Batman has a story to tell. I mean, comic book kind of thing, I reject. Yeah, right. right. And, it's, and it's good stuff, too, I thought. I thought it was good stuff, and I thought that... Um, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was, like, more like the average end of, like, Batman tales. I mean, I've, I've, I've read enough Batman that it's like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, could, and, and it at least needed to be all right. It didn't need to be bad, because Batman and bad stuff usually don't go well over fans, you know. Otherwise, be like, okay... We demand more from Batman. Like, why are you talking about the Batman voice? Because you brought that out in me. <laughs> so, um, uh, I think I think the cool stuff comes from not the combat, but it comes from the stealth 
So yeah, the stuff that, is probably like the highlight of the games that you're like. Yeah, really because fun. like I, I really feel like Batman when I'm doing this, like I might get like a new power up or whatever you know, and like I can just like dive in and pick you up like you know like a booger from my from my the back of my table and just like lift you out you know put you back in the trash can. So like I can just like take you out like in seconds and just have you dangling there, be like oh my god. Yeah. But that's where I really feel empowered. Not in combat, but the fact that you're sneaking around. And you can see the um, the minions like heart rate beating faster, and you get these new uh, power ups in order to really uh, capitalize on their fear. So when you do it right, um, uh, it's like you get that feeling of empowerment from the stealth and from the fact that you know they are terrified of you, and that's really, really, really satisfying. That's why I'm kind of like, okay. This, that, yeah, then, then, like, I feel like, yeah, you're working for it, but, like, yeah, like, the normal combat, just, like, this doesn't feel like I'm working for it. I don't feel like I'm Batman. I just feel like I'm watching Batman. Right, right, right. And that's why, you know, I think um uh, the way it's designed, I mean, you, you can be on the streets and do the whole, I'm going to beat you all up, you know, everything, but, like, when you're in those, like, little, those, those areas where the, 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 the map is set up to put you in higher places to so that you use stealth above anything else because they have guns and... Batman is not bulletproof. So, um, like, we get yeah. shot in Batman. It's like, okay, Batman just got shot. Most of my life is gone, and this is going to be ending very, very badly if I don't do something very, very quickly to get myself out of the situation. So, like, smoke yeah. bomb! Smoke bomb! So, um, you really have to use stealth, and when it works, it's, like, the greatest feeling to me. Um, like, especially when, you know, yeah, yeah. You see a guy coming out from from behind. Usually, your X ray vision thing. You and you see the guy behind the wall. You can bust through that wall. You just snatch him up. Be like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> so so that's, yeah. that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. I love it for that. That's funny. It's just I just feel like like Elijah doesn't quite get like when it comes to like something like like feels good. Like when you work for it, it, it you know like it, it's definitely satisfying. Yeah, the effort yeah, yeah. has oh, something to do with how the game actually feels. <laughs> Yeah, right, like when, right. when you do something right, like it feels right. And like it's, I'm pretty sure, like he's probably hasn't done, you know, like kind of like the stuff I used to do, like in, in Devil May Cry, where like you're, I'm doing fancy air combos and I'm juggling people and making them look like idiots, you know, the entire time. Like that feels great. Yeah, and he's more into American games. Just so everybody knows, he dropped out due to internet problems. <laughs> But uh, I am about uh, to drop out as well because uh, I need to go to work here. Um, well, quick segue. Uh, well, not even a segue. I just wanted to make this statement about uh, has anyone actually played the PT trailer for Silent Hill? I don't. I haven't. I have it downloaded, but I haven't really played it. Okay, so make sure you do that today because you know, make sure you download it if you can't down- download it in some way, shape, or form because it needs it needs to be on there because what what would have been offered in terms of that I think would have been. A procedurally generated horror game. When you when you when you think about that just alone, this is kind of like that's amazing. So even though my buddy, so people who didn't know anything about PT, I would terrorize them and be like, "Hey, have you heard about PT?" He's like, "Nope." So I would begin to grin, and my horns would kind of develop in the back of my head and everything. It's like, "Oh, you should definitely play PT." And then I would ensure to get them heart attacks and sleepless nights. <laughs> so, so even so, my so my buddy, um, he had played it before, and um, and uh, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, so he 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 thinks he knows what to expect and everything, but it doesn't happen the same way twice. So he's still freaked. He gets like double heart attacked in one one sitting. Like you know, like there's a um, there is a um, um, a jump scare. 
And then there's like a huge jump scare. He's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like that. And so <laughs> I was like, that is fantastic. Like it was just different every time that someone would play and, and all the, because when we look at the playthroughs on PT, everybody does it differently. And that's really, really cool. And really, really just, you know, that, that just takes the paranoia level up to a different level because it's like, you don't know what to expect. Like the game is like alive at that point. Like you don't know what what's going to happen. You have no idea because it never plays the same twice. I've, I, anytime that I've shown it to my buddies, it's never played the same twice. Huh. And that's what that was what was so cool about it. And, you know. So that's my piece about um, uh, PT uh, just in general. But it's it's I played it for like a little bit, and I was like, why am I playing this? Cause my wife was freaking out too because she knew, <laughs> she knew like she she we had watched a couple of play um of um of um let's plays on that and uh, and we knew that there's a jump scare at the beginning and we didn't know where it was coming from so the whole time I'm just terrified and she's like this is such a bad idea this is such a bad idea <laughs> and I was like you know what you know what baby this is a bad idea. I'm gonna go ahead and turn it off now. How did it stop? I, just, I, just, <laughs> I was like, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm done. I was so done. So yeah, and I and so I just gave it to other people to play from then on. So uh, and laughed at them because I'm a sadist. So um, <laughs> so uh, uh, that's what makes it so interesting, I think. And and um, and uh, I really, really, really wish that it hadn't happened the way that it had. But I think that Kojima himself despite konami and their foolishness if if um inifune can go ahead and make a mega man game essentially from a kickstarter campaign i'm pretty sure that kojima can make anything else that he wants to make should he want to continue to make things um and which that, I don't that doubt. He's a businessman. say what i mean which i don't doubt because he's a businessman yeah yeah and yeah the so. vice president of konami so Yep. So very unfortunate uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. But maybe one day this is why this is why we hope if the Lord does not tarry. Um <laughs> what I hope is that uh Kojima does some he makes his own thing, does his own stuff, and then he just buys Konami when they fail because they're trying to make this money so quickly. <laughs> well, I mean I mean like when you make fast money like that, I'm sorry. Fast money just does something to people, and it's not a sustainable thing. I haven't, I haven't seen that. So it's, it can become very, very messy very, very quickly. So if they're looking for fast money like that, then I don't think they're going to last at least as they are now or they think they are. So I'm just hoping that at some point in time, Kojima gets all the IP and I get my zone the industry and all that good stuff. So, oh, <laughs> why did you have to remind me that? Man, all of the enders. Oh, <laughs> on that note, bye. Guys. All right, see ya later. Peace. Good time to you guys. Bye. Sadness. <laughs> now there yeah. will never be another zone of the enders. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Yeah. It's just it's it's Konami, but like I, I don't. I mean, I, I I do hope that you know something will come out of this, and hopefully. Someone like either the like was it called people pick up the IPs or something like that along the way. Yeah, or at least Kojima starts with some other American development studio and fixes things. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how how this will go through, but like I'm guessing in the coming months we'll see like how how things shape up. Yeah, assuming just, none of this is a publicity stunt. Yeah, assuming none of this is a publicity <laughs> stunt. Now that that's one very scary publicity stunt. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're risking your entire company on this 
Well, technically, it, he's not fired, and technically, all they've done is restructure the company. Everything huh. else is just rumors. So yeah, like uh, I don't know. Like we'll we'll see what what happens. I mean, it might be like a huge troll. Like ha ha, we're still we're still going. <laughs> I know we're making we're making Silent Hills, and oh by the way, we're making Silent Hills too. With Kojima, you never know. That's why yeah. it's so bizarre. And, and we're bringing back Contra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new Contra game now. Yeah, everybody's getting Contra. No, I don't know. Like it just. It's wild, but I mean, like, if, if it is, I mean, if it is, like, Konami doing basically what SNK is, it'll be, it'll be depressing. It'll be really depressing. Yeah, please no. Yeah, because, like, SNK has really depressed me that, like, they're, they've come from such a, like, a, like, a hotshot company to basically making a, a KOF once every blue moon and porting everything to the iOS. <laughs> Whenever they feel like it. Yeah, and then, like, it just feels like Konami's going that we're just going to make, like, a Metal Gear every few years, and then everything else is iOS. Yeah, or it's a winning 11, or... Uh, or, yeah, something like that. And, yeah, it's like, it's just... I don't like seeing companies just do that. And, like, I know, like, mobile's big, but, I mean, without these big IPs, like, you, you won't get far. Like, basically, you're eventually going to, like, flush your company down the toilet. Or just... Like, event- yeah, because, like, what, what are you going to do when your your IPs are not as big as they used to because you don't have big properties. Yeah, then, or you exit out of video games entirely, which could happen. Yeah, or, or, or what if the mobile market, you know, falls apart, which it could, like, any moment, and then you're fried. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Like, yeah, any day now, like, it could basically, the gold rush is going to be gone, and then, you know, like, the, the money's, you know, like, it's just not going to be the same. So let's hope it's a publicity stunt. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope so. I, I really hope that it's all just a, a horrible joke. If it is, it's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> everyone is fooled. Yeah, everyone's fooled and everyone's really angry at Konami right now. For reasons that are basically related to rumor, except for the stock exchange bull. Yeah. And the Silence Hills cancellation for the moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh. who could know? Yeah, I mean, if like I said, if that that's the troll, that's the biggest troll so far, Kojima. <laughs> I mean, like, was it called? Uh, hats off to you. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> uh, you did you wear did a it. silly mask for MGS Four, so any nothing could put past you. Yeah, uh, I guess this is probably like a good spot to wrap up, huh? Yeah, after everyone left, except for you, Roberto. Yeah, you I'm still here and strong. <laughs> still here somehow. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to Elijah and David Doherty and Justin Fox for being on the podcast, but all of them dropped out before we could even end it. <laughs> what can you do? They were not strong enough. Yeah, okay. So Justin is making a video game called Release. It's a JRPG with hip-hop styling. Release.com, R-E-E-L-I-S-E. And now I have to shamelessly self-promote them myself. Uh, I don't know what David Doherty does. And uh, Elijah writes for Game Skinny, I think. And he also has a YouTube channel called Underbridge Gamer. Whew, okay. And we can't find you anywhere, Roberto, because you are scared of the internet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust these social media websites, and the government's probably going to, like, hound me. Something like that. I don't trust them at all. Yeah, the guns of the patriots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lale, lale, lale. The patriots are monitoring you right now. Exactly, got to lay low. Yeah, as we speak. All right, well, I guess this has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. If you liked listening to us ramble about Konami and a bunch of different other things, including hip-hop, 
Uh, <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you like us. It'll really help out. And if you want to ask any of us questions, we are all on the Theology Gaming University Facebook group where we talk about all sorts of things related to pop culture and media, which doesn't seem to be exclusive to video games anymore. <laughs> all right. This is Zach from the Theology Gaming Podcast. See you. Goodbye. See ya.